Hello, teacher friends, and welcome back to the Art of Teaching Business. I am Denise Lee, your host. At the time of this recording, it is April. It's the end of April, and next week is our prom. Some of you may or may not know I'm the prom coordinator, and I have been the prom coordinator for 26 years. It's like putting on a prom or putting on a wedding, excuse me, for 200 brides every year. The prom means a lot to these kids. It means a lot to the girls. And it seems to be such an interruption of our time. Also, the end of April, we have testing. Right now, we have NOCTI testing for our CTE classes, our agricultural classes, And then right around the corner, we have state testing. I also have a lot of students that are in my 12th period marketing class who are in track. And just yesterday, which was a Friday, I was missing 14 students out of 28. One thing that I've learned from years of teaching is that I make sure I cover all heavy content by mid-April. So I just make sure that if in accounting class, in marketing class, in computer applications, I have covered the things that I want them to absolutely learn. Excel in computer applications class was one of the first things that I covered this semester back in January. In accounting class by mid-April, I always make sure that I have covered payroll even before special journals. I say that because I feel like if students miss special journals, they're at least getting payroll, which is unbelievably life skills. I also, in my marketing class, make sure that I have covered consumer behavior, SWOT analysis, marketing mix, the seven functions of marketing, so that I can start using all of the content and concepts in projects. So this is what this episode is about, really surviving April and May of a high school year. And the way that I do that is through projects. I make sure that I have plenty of projects in my toolbox that I can pull out so that students can demonstrate learning while other students are field tripping, testing, doing their sports thing, and the prom. So all of that said, I want to give you some ideas of how my classroom looks like in April and May. Promise next week, and I already have my projects. Quite frankly, I use the same projects every year uh, for prom week because I am the prom lady. I'm the only one that's in charge of the prom. I have a great small army of colleagues that help me, but I'm in charge. So this coming week is also crazy because it is bring your child to work day. It is secretary's day. And guess what? I'm in charge of those too. So I am going to be really, really crazy nuts. The projects that I'm doing with my students are going to be projects where they can demonstrate things they've already learned. 
I am not a fool in thinking that I even need to introduce anything new in the next couple of weeks. And then our state testing really monopolizes our May along with some really special things we're doing in our school district that are field trips and so forth. So when students are missing my class, they, they know they're going to be, they're going to be participating in a project. If a student misses my class a lot, like we just had AP classes or AP tests. I have one young lady in accounting class. She is taking every advanced placement class. So she's had to take every advanced placement test. That said, I haven't seen her in probably eight class periods. So she's missed like eight class periods. I have introduced new content because that is a counting class. I will hold her responsible for it. She will definitely be able to learn it. I won't make her do everything that we have done as far as assignments because she is going to be overwhelmed. She hasn't missed all seven of her classes throughout the day. Um, I have her first period and that just happens to be one of the classes that's affected by these AP class or tests. So I do modify what assignments they only have to turn in the things that are going to display mastery or understanding of concepts. So with the exception of accounting, which I'm still teaching new content in every other class, they're going to be doing projects demonstrating mastery. So I hit it hard at the beginning of the semester, getting everything in that I need to so that students know everything they need to know about um, that particular class so they can display it and exhibit it during their projects. So I have a paper airplane project that right now my marketing class is doing. That marketing class is called Sales and Promotion. And that paper airplane project is a great basic business project. You can do it with a business essentials students as well, but that I say for marketing. They are creating a paper airplane that is unique and different and has a USP, a, a unique selling proposition that other products do not have. They also have to brand it, have a tagline, marketing mix. They have to do a SWOT analysis as well as a target market and uh, ideal customer avatar activity. I took the students outside yesterday to fly their paper airplanes because there were so few students there because I had so many kids out for that away track meet. So that said, we honestly played outside. It was a 75 degree day. The wind was blowing. So it was, it was really cool to, to fly paper airplanes because the wind took them away. I gave awards for the, the planes that flew the furthest. So did I grade the students yesterday? Nope, I didn't. But every student knows when you come to Mrs. Lee's class, whether there are all 25 kids present or two, they're going to be doing something content oriented, not necessarily learning something new, but I don't want my students to think not for one minute that they're not going to be engaged and busy the whole class period. When that happens, they tend to think that if there's two kids absent, we don't have to work today. And when they're not working, busy, engaged, 
that's when trouble starts. They're roaming the halls and they are causing drama, uh, Snapchatting friends or whatever. And I don't want that to happen in my classroom. So I always have something for them to do. And I try to make it as content related as possible. So it doesn't seem to be busy work. Although we as teachers know some of it's survival work. And that's what the paper airplane launch was yesterday. It was survival work. But honestly, I had so much fun with them. It was a great time to laugh and to connect, to get some sun. I teach, by the way, in a windowless classroom. So enjoying the beautiful weather was welcome change for this teacher. And the students did not complain. They were happy to be outside as well. And again, I started that tone back at the beginning of the semester in January. I tell them, we are working every day. I promise I will not make it painful. I like school to be fun as well. So we will learn and grow together. And if you word it like that, then they certainly don't look at it like a teacher might be saying, we're going to work every day from bell to bell, whether you like it or not. Definitely not the tone that I took with my students. We are also um, at this time doing the food truck project in my computer applications class. I'm not introducing any of the concepts that or the competencies in that project. They have already learned how to do everything in that project. They're creating a flyer. They're creating a menu. They are creating a Google uh, a Google slide show where they're demonstrating what food truck they're purchasing. And they have to show me some competencies like inserting shapes. They have to insert word art. They have to format that word art. And that I want done in Google uh, slideshow. The flyer and the menu I allow them to do in Canva, the brochure they have to use publisher. This again is that food truck project for computer applications. They have to do a formal business letter. I allow them to do that in Google Docs because there's a specific template, Spearmint, that I showed them that I like. Now, why am I teaching templates? Folks, we have a ubiquitous technology generation. They are always tuned in with their technology. They're not going to remember that you have to space down however many inches for the return address. What they need to know is that there's a template accessible to them if they want to use it that walks them through writing that business letter when it's time for them in real life to write a business letter. And they're still learning what a return address is, a letter address, uh, the salutation, the complimentary close. They still are learning all of that. So I, I direct them back to that Spearmint template for the professional business letter. And that food truck computer applications project also has two spreadsheet components. One I ask that they do in Excel and one I ask them to do in Google Sheets. So all of that said, I as a teacher am choosing the applications in which they're doing that project, but they already know how to do all of um, what I'm asking them to do as far as competencies, professional business letter, I've already taught them spreadsheets, I've already taught them uh, flyers and, and everything dealing with the competencies for that project. So there's no new information. 
In accounting class, we just finished the capstone project. I have another one I'm gonna be doing with my students. The capstone project in accounting was a food truck project. Well, a simple startup so they could pick a kiosk and so forth. I've spoke of this one in previous episodes, but again, everything in that file, the students have already done in accounting class. Now they're just demonstrating for me mastery. The students that are missing on all these field trips and state testing, they can be working on that on their own outside of class, obviously, because I'm not seeing them. Again, no new material will be introduced during that time. They also have an accounting Excel booklet that I will be doing with them. And it's all Excel for accounting students. This is a good time of the year for them to brush up on that Excel. I have a billionaire project that my, my business essential students are doing. That billionaire project is a research project on a billionaire. It is a great project. And uh, again, if students are missing the days that we go over the billionaires, I will make the project file accessible to them so that they can do their takeaways and their reflection during their own time since they missed class time. I have a home buying project in personal finance class. It is a wildly successful home buying project. If you own my personal finance curriculum, you already own this one. And the project file is so user-friendly that all the links are embedded in the project file that students will be able to work on that independently, especially the budgeting component for each of the rooms if they're missing class. There's also a friend's trip activity for a senior trip or a friend's trip that is a budgeting component as well as a traveling component uh, that is in that same personal finance curriculum, but it can be purchased separately. Again, it's called a personal finance friend's trip. And two things that I am always going to uh, that I love for when I know that maybe kids are going to be out. It's just a great way to, to put this in any business class is my international business unit with the project file. The international business unit is an interdisciplinary interactive file where students are moving container ships. They're moving commodities, like literally dragging and dropping and placing them on the globe in the file. Folks, it took me forever to make those moving components, but that's what they're doing. Like there's an avocado over to the side and they need to search the web to see what countries in the world do most of our avocados come from? And they are going to put an avocado on that country and bananas and salt and tea and other great commodities. As far as the container ships, there are some ports that are the busiest ports in the United States and some that are the busiest ports in the world. And they're moving these little container ships over on their world uh, map to where those really busy ports are. Why do I like to do these during this time of the year? They're engaging, they are fun, and it's a great opportunity for me to be uh, teaching this great rich content, but it's stuff that kids can do if they're missing class. The end of that international business unit, I cover four really important commodities to our country. 
uh, the four commodities that we use so much of in the United States, but we produce so little of is coffee, cocoa, avocado, and bananas. And I have a digital case study on each of those that again, students can complete in class I allow them to banter back and forth, but those kiddos that are missing class are able easily to complete those files on their own if that's what um, we're doing in class and they're missing. So projects and units are two survival methods for me when in my business class when students are missing class so frequently during this time of the year. I'm not teaching new content. I'm asking them to show competencies of what's already been taught throughout the semester. And going forward, if you're a newer teacher uh, or new to teaching, and just a little word of the wise from a wise veteran teacher, make sure you're covering all heavy content before in our school districts, it's before mid-April. Once the second week of April is over, that's when it just starts getting crazy because new content being taught is only taught to maybe half of my kids in the class. And then I'm really killing myself to try to get the others caught up. So get that content taught so that you can then have the students display mastery of concepts in projects and units. So there you go, folks. That is my advice and how to get through absences um, for April and May. Some of you are going to be going to school through June and because of snow days and so forth. Um, I, it would be the same recommendation. Lean on projects and have your students demonstrate mastery of concepts and tying in all that great business education content that you taught them that year or semester. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Art of Teaching Business podcast. If this is a podcast that you're enjoying, I'm going to ask that you leave a review on any of the uh, podcast platforms that you are using. And I so appreciate you listening along. 